Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, December 28th day, 2021. Coming right up, it's the Book of Psalms, Chapter 19. Don't you dare miss it. And we have a special guest today. You know her. You love her. It's none other than Tammy Lynn with the hyphen. She's on remote location. How's it going, Tammy? Can you hear me? I can hear Tammy, you just Tam- fine. Tammy, can hoping. you hear me? We appear to be having some technical difficulties here. Tammy. Can, Tammy. Can, you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you through the open window, even though you're two and a half hours away. But uh, <laughs> we have some technical difficulties here. I'm at the home compound of the Companion Chapel up here in Paisley, Ontario. And where are you, Tammy? Where have you been gallivanting around Ontario? Where would you be right now? What what flea bag motel? Are you, what? I, I am in London, Ontario. London, Ontario, Canada, eh? Yes, okay. I am. You know, it's a beautiful a... city. It is a beautiful city. London, Ontario is one of my favorite places. Oh, way to put that plug in there, Tammy. What You, you need some friends down there? Is that what you're trying to do? Listen, I'll come no, down and see us. when what? you lived here, you loved London, Ontario. I loved Pizza Rounds, the pizza shop on, I forget, Street, just off of... Dundas. Now that was it's a good... Waterloo. We lived on Waterloo. We oh, lived at the corner. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. We lived at the corner of Waterloo and Princess, remember? Yeah, well, the that? sign was missing. How am I supposed to know? Listen, this is Psalms chapter 19. And listen, to, I'm going to tell you something about Psalms chapter 19. This involves the Sphinx. It's only 14 verses, and this involves the zodiac, the constellations, the heavens, the sky that we see, that not even the craziest imagination, not even Tammy's, can comprehend. Infinity. We look up in the sky, and like it's impossible for us. We have been reduced and restricted, some more than others, Tammy, and... It means you can, you'll never understand infinity. It's beyond our comprehension. Now listen, Tammy, are you still there? Let's go. I'm, this, I'm listen, hang up. we're I'm going to talk. Listen, you're bound by contract. That'll be a breach. Now listen, we're going to talk about the Sphinx and the constellations after these short 14 verses that links all this together. This is monumental, man. You cannot miss this. This is epic. Now let's just get going here with. Book of Psalms, open with open open the Bibles with me, please, to the book of Psalms, chapter 19 and verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Let's stop there. Now you know I read this in the Hebrew before, and this word declare is actually means repeatedly declare. And the figure of speech personification is in there. So the heavens declare the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It's the word of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now, the firmament just means the expanse. When we look up into the sky, it just means what you see up in the sky. On a clear night, you think you can see forever, but you can't. Again, we will never be able to comprehend that. Not even a crazy mind like Tammy's or someone in Hollywood. You know what? what I, when I look up, I understand infinity and beyond. I watch Toy Story. What do you mean, so infinity and I- beyond? <laughs> Listen, okay, so the heavens declare the, glo- the glory of... Tammy, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I don't know what's crazier. You are the things you talk about. Now let's just get into this Bible here. The heavens declare the glory of God. Okay, there's, there's your subject here. 
Verse 2, day unto day uttereth speech. Now this word is sayings in the Hebrew. Day unto day uttereth sayings, and night unto night showeth knowledge. This means the testimony of God is written in the stars. It is continuous, without pause or interruption. Mankind can never interfere with the zodiac and the sun traveling around in the zodiac. Now we're going to get more into this. This really explains itself in these 14 verses. The first six verses are the key to the circuit. Now watch this. Now, this is in print in most Bibles. I'm just going to read it how it should have been, uh, how the Hebrew language says. There is no speech nor language. Their voice is not heard. Why? Because the zodiac doesn't talk. You're not going to hear it. It's inaudible. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. God's word includes a divine timeline. That is a key verse right there. This is the testimony. It's universal. It can't be stopped. This line represents the affairs of time. This line represents the divine allotted time for this flesh age that we're in. And we're going to get right back to that after we do these 14 verses. That's the key right there. Okay, The divine timeline. In them, the zodiac... He has set a tabernacle for the sun. Now, when you say tabernacle, you always translate within the Bible. Because the Bible contains its own glossary. And the glossary is, is entangled within these threads that run through the Bible. And the threads that run through the Bible are the structural fabric of the key of David itself. You translate within the Bible. I do it for you right down to the etymology of every single word in this book. How it was written from the original fixed Hebrew language. And we get into the Greek when we get into the New Testament. But I'm just saying for this year. Now just hold with me here. He has set them as a tabernacle. Okay? Here the signs of the zodiac are called houses. Is what's being said here. Houses for the sun. Because in them, the sun moves and dwells and completes his circuit. And God is saying his glory is in there. Now here's your clues coming together. This is simple. Which, okay, well now we're referring to, uh, we're describing back this, this zodiac here, the sun in there, his line that, that represents the affairs of time. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man run a race. Now, let's just stop here. A strong man running a race, that's unstoppable. It's like an Olympian running a race. You're not going to stop him. It's unstoppable. That's what that figure of speech means. If I was running a race, like a marathon, <laughs> Tammy, <laughs> if I was to enter a marathon and run a race, I would start at the starting line and head straight to the Red Cross booth for first aid. Like I wouldn't even... <laughs> Well, that's what stretchers are for, Tammy. Okay. <laughs> First, now let's go back to this. As a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. This word bridegroom means bridal canopy. And we know, because we study the Bible, that God is looking for a virgin bride. And now we're speaking virgin spiritually. And that means, well, we have to go to Matthew 24. Let's just stick within the Bible and translate within the Bible itself. Now, as I go to Matthew 24, verse 19... And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Because, what this means, when you translate within the Bible, woe unto those who conceive in their mind, who conceive inside themselves, and devise doctrines, fantasies, theories, outside of God's word. 
He will, that is not a virgin. You're conceiving it inside yourself. That's what it means. What do you think? God's sizing up women that are with children, nursing mothers, and he's looking out to zap them? That's ridiculous. That's when you go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 19. That's what that means. You, we are all the bride of Christ. Like we, That's what we want to be. He has to present us to our Father cleansed of all these things that we carry with us. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. There's a reason we're going through this age. It says, because we're all sinners. We all fell short. There's something in us that we carry that is unacceptable in the universe, which is a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. It's not a place of war. It's a place of peace. So God said, listen, you're going to pass through the matrix once, born innocent of woman, all the evil in the world, God says in the Bible, is in you from youth. Whether Well, for me, it was like superficialness, self-pride. It, it was just covetousness. It was just thinking I was better. And you have to get rid of all those things. Any regrets, bitterness, anxieties, chasing after all the vain curiosities that life has to offer you. And then you realize, hey, there's something here that I'm causing like evil in the world. I am part of it. And that will, Jesus Christ will not accommodate those things when he presents us to God. So don't have those things inside you. Don't be conceiving them. He's a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. That's a major verse of this, okay? Verse 6. His going forth is from the end of the sun, or from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there's nothing hid from the heat thereof. There is your key to the circuit. This affairs of time timeline. It's from sun up to sundown. Now we're going to come back to this and you're going to be blown away, Tammy, what this actually means. When it comes to the, the constellations, the zodiac, and the sphinx, for one thing. Okay? Now, those first verses... Okay, I'll, those first verses are about uh, the heavens and the sun in them. Now we have a change here, but it links together, and I'm going to comment on that later. There's only a few more verses left. Seven. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. Do you know any simple people, Tammy? Yes. The, st the statutes of the Lord are righteous, <laughs> rejoicing the heart. We're going to go over these quickly after. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The reverence of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, more to be desired than gold and fine gold and a good credit rating, sweeter than honey and all the honeycomb. Okay, so let's go over these. If you notice, Tammy, if you were paying any attention at all, and that was. God is telling us something here. Now, there's six headings here. There's six qualitative characteristics here in those last few verses. And there's six resulting outcomes. That's 666. He's letting us know. Man, that's the number of man. That's the number of us. As he completes his circuit, which he's starting to wrap up now, and we'll get into that just in a few minutes. Just hold on. I know you're really impatient, Tammy, but just hold on. Let's go over these things. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. God knows best. You don't know best. And that's all there is to it. That's one. We have one heading there, the law. One qualitative characteristic, perfect. And we have 
one of the resulting out outcomes. It converts the soul. It returns the soul. As the sun returns in the heavens, so here is the same word used of sinner's conversion or returning. Now, I'll just tell you something first. In verse 1 to 6, all the terms in the Hebrew have a unique mark style concerning the elaborate structure of the zodiac and the sun and the earth's position. Now, from 7 to 14, all the verbs here are, ast are astronomical, linking the two parts of the Psalms together. So that's just, uh, you can take that information and $2 and get a cup of coffee just about anywhere. But let's just, let's just continue here. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. That's the witness. The witness of the testimony. Okay, you witness it by getting it into you. Be somebody. Sure here means faithful and enduring. It's just like the sun, the faithful witness in the heavens. No one can mess with it. Mankind can't mess with it. The statutes of the Lord are righteous, rejoicing the heart. The statutes, this is the statutes of the Lord are the divine doctrine intended to regulate behavior and thought. Righteousness and rejoicing. When we think about rejoicing, we think about the Beatitudes. That's supreme blessedness and happiness. Is, can money buy that? Absolutely not. Supreme blessedness and happiness, rejoicing of the heart, is contentment, inner peace. That is priceless, and it is free. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Enlighten means giving light. As the sun gives light, and going back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 to 18, the unique light givers found in the expanse, up in the sky, the two unique light givers. There's a good one and a bad one, and the stars also. And if you translate within the Bible, we are the stars. All the stars sang for joy at one point. All of us. All of us little unique life forces that shine. We are children of the light, not of the darkness. And I've never heard anybody teach Genesis chapter 1, 14 to 18 like that, but I've prayed on it so many times, it's not even funny, and I can document the threads that run through the Bible are like a clothesline that will tell you where, how to translate the word stars, how to translate the word the two unique light givers. Because people will say, oh, that's just the sun and the moon. I'll tell you what, we're learning about what the sun is all about right now. Moon means lunatic. We're learning about the signs, the seasons, the years, the days. God doesn't leave us out in the dark. We're children of the light. He's the unique light giver. Now, here we go to the next verse, uh, Psalms 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Why would you be scared of your dad, of your divine father? I can tell you, when I was a little kid, ripping around the neighborhood with a loaded diaper, and I saw my dad's Chrysler Newport come home around that corner, after a day of me being not good, like there I was, what, 12, 13 years old. Ooh, With I, a loaded diaper? I meant, to, <laughs> I meant but, well, younger then. Stop blowing me out of the water, Tammy. <laughs> well, I knew that my dad, if I... She'd just be quiet. If I wasn't good... Tammy, you're ruining my evening. Now, be, now listen. If, if I saw my dad's Christ in Newport come around the corner and I wasn't good all day, then I would fear him. But if you're being good, if you're being obedient, 
You revere him. All right, dad's coming home. He's going to probably be happy that my bicycle's not sitting in the middle of the driveway. And he's probably going to be happy that I have the lawnmower ready for him to cut the lawn and, you know, the rake all set up and, you know, and I've been a good boy. Why didn't you cut the lawn? You know what, Tammy? I, I just... <laughs> Let's go to the judgments. <laughs> the judicial requirements of the Lord is what judgments means. The judicial requirements are true. That means faithful, perpetually faithful in the Hebrew language. And righteous altogether. Isn't that just the greatest thing? There's 666 written all over that. Six headings, six qualitative characteristics, and six resulting outcomes. Let's go to verse 11 here. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Now remember, Tammy, when we studied the book of Revelation, we come across that word keep. Keeping means you hold it tight. You observe. You watch. He's, God is telling us, watch these heavenly bodies. Watch what's going on up there. Warned means we're enlightened. We're taught. Okay, so God is not leaving us out in the dark here. Verse 12, who can understand his error? Who, like this was obviously, whoever came up in verse 12 in the translators, it was a Friday on a long weekend, and this translation is brutal. So I'm just going to read it, what it should say. I'll just read it. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thee now from secret faults. What's being said here in verse 12 is, sins you may not be aware of. Like you keep working at it. You constantly humble yourself. You get biblically literate. And you understand, this is the only consistent thought pattern available to humanity. We are bound by the principles of being human. We all have inconsistent thought patterns. Like Tammy, for example. She's all over the map. But inconsistent thought patterns mean unprincipled beliefs. There's a principled belief system here that will lead you to a place of peace beyond your present comprehension. You can't buy your way in. You can't use a credit card to get in there, and you can't think, I'm a big shot, and you know, move over, God. GMO, we're coming in. Yeah, where's my spot here, right? Let's just carry on here. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. What's this mean? I translate it out for you. Like, keep people back, presumptuous people back from me. Don't allow them to have dominion over me. And the only way you can do that is by having a working knowledge of the Bible, or you're just going to be confused all day. And Okay, so... Let's carry on here. Then I shall be upright. That means you pray for a fighting chance, is what's being said here. You pray, but you can't romanticize who you're praying to. Remember Matthew chapter 5, Jesus Christ says, Depart from me. You never even took the time to get to know me. You think you just make up who you think I should be, Jesus Christ is saying. It's only, like this Bible is only 700 pages, 750 pages. But more people will spend more time in one month sitting there watching stupid crap on TV, get their face glued to some screen, Netflix, whatever, Facebook. They'll spend more time doing that in one month than they will their whole lives to just read 750 pages of the most satisfying, loving promises that are written in the councils of eternity are only a way to get out of this little tiny world of evil and hatred. It's just saturated. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. We're going, to, we're going to finish this up for a second. And then we have to get back to the Sphinx. And, okay, the next verse was, I shall be innocent from the great transgression. That means, I shall be innocent from much sin against divine lawful authority. 
You pray for a fighting chance. You study the Bible. It doesn't take much. Like, I didn't even make it past grade 12. Like, you just read it. And you pray for understanding. You find yourself a teacher. And when you find yourself a teacher, you'll go get your teacher a pizza from Pizza Rounds and let Tammy, you know what? You're right there. You're right there. I, I do want to say one thing. Um, you're, you know, you said, oh, well, I, even though I didn't make it past grade 12, you happen to be one of the smartest people that I know. I know a lot of people. Tammy, I must warn you, I am susceptible to flattery. No. And you are extremely intelligent. Then and that is one of the things that I like the why most about are the shingles still on the ground a year later and not on the roof of this house? Why don't I have electricity, Tammy? Oh, I didn't say you weren't lazy. I said you're intelligent. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Now, let me tell you something. Being alone... Being alone with your thoughts and feeling at peace is gold. It's better than gold. And the only way you can get that is by having a working knowledge of the Bible within you. You keep it. You guard it. You observe it. You walk it. And you talk it. And there's not a chance in this hell that I could have ever been here with no electricity, no running water, and it gets dark and you know, only have a oil lamp, and you can't really read with that, to be sitting here for over a year and a half alone with my thoughts and find peace. That was impossible. I was the guy with the TV blaring in the bedroom all night long. I was the guy that had to have a radio going. I could never have silence. It was always like I had to have somebody, you know, working my mind for me. The brutalness of Hollywood and, and just everything that's on social media, just constant constant bombardment but now i can sit here and i can just be in peace and that is gold it's better than gold and that's where the meditation of my heart is in thy sight oh lord my strength that's my rock it's your only stability and my redeemer and now watch this the circuit is complete this psalms begins with the creator and ends with the redeemer now we're going to get to this sphinx now we're going to talk about verses 1 to 6. The heavens, the firmament, the expanse. Okay? Verses 7 to 14. The scriptures in them, in them, in the scriptures is my servant. In the heavens, I have the word. Okay? Verse 1 to 2. This is found up in the sky, the expanse. The zodiac doesn't talk. Let's talk about this line. Represents the affairs of time in verse 4. The courses of the ages. This line represents the divine allotted time for this flesh age. God is telling us in the here and now and through the prophet David that this line appears in the firmament. That's the constellations. It is the light of one of the two unique light givers written in Genesis chapter 1 verses 14 to 18. The constellations locate the earth in the universe. There's lots of stories made up in the sky. Greek mythology, Babylonian mythology, whatever. When they built that Tower of Babel, there was the zodiac on top of it. They knew back then that there was a story in the sky. It came from Adam, Seth, and Enoch. They were the only ones that were given the word of God that was written in the sky. And they preserved it. And they were given this knowledge. And that's documented by Josephus, the undisputed Jewish scholar. 
Now, for 2,500 years until Moses commenced with the written word, we didn't have that. It was written in the stars. No man could touch it. Now, think about Greek mythology or any mythology. It, it, the word, there, there's the definition there is myth. Mythology is a perversion or corruption of ancient truths, period. Now, in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 2, God says, Your loving Father, Yahweh, learn not the way of the heathen. Be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. The Word of God is written in the stars for the deeper student, but it's a vain pursuit, as we now have the written Word. You have your Bible right in your hands, like, seriously. We have it in our hands for our pristine convenience. Now, when we say, in them he has set a tabernacle in the sun, remember we, we define that a house. Well, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. It's mistranslated dwelt among us, but tabernacled amongst us. He was the living Word. Now, we have it up there. It's in the sky. So what significance is the living Word in the sky right now? I'm going to tell you something right now. It's written in the sky. This line is told to us in this short psalm for a specific reason. Now, this line will tell us when to start reading, or told them when to start reading when the Bible's written in the sky. It was when the spring equinox housed the sun and shined on the Sphinx. Do you know what I'm trying to say there, Tammy? When the Sphinx faced the spring equinox, and in behind it was the constellation Virgo. Do you get it? That's the yes. start. The face of a woman on the Sphinx. It's not a face of that king guy that people say nowadays, because there's another perversion of truth right there. Because the, I studied the king who they say, I can't remember his name. It's not. Because the angle of the face is like 14 degrees different. Okay, this is the face of a woman. We're talking about none other than the seed of the woman. So we're talking about Virgo. When Virgo housed the sun and it shined on the Sphinx in the, in the spring equinox. When was that? That was quite some time ago. That's a side study for you. When is God going to finish his circuit? When is he going to finish the affairs of time in this flesh age? I want you to do a study on this. And when you see the fall equinox, that's the Feast of Tabernacles. When the sun is shining in the constellation Leo, on the back of that sphinx, which is a lion, that will be all she wrote for the affairs of time. We have to think the one great central theme of the Word of God is His wrapping up of the affairs of time on this flesh age through His ministry of salvation, our Lord Jesus Christ. The first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis 3.15, this world is saturated and being consumed with hostile hatred between those two seed lines. The satanic seed line instigates hate, self-gratification, self-pride, greed, gluttony, progress, profit, consumerism, materialism, and the attitudes of obscene entitlement. All anxieties and uncertainties come from that one seed of the woman that God said, I'll put enmity between your seed and her seed. The other seed that we're looking forward to, 
the seed of the woman of Genesis 3.15, the other one, exhausted in our Lord Jesus Christ, promises, the Lord Jesus Christ promises a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And out of these nagging flesh nuisance bodies, and we can get on with life. Because obviously there's more life than this planet. Look up into the sky. The Sphinx as the face of a woman, when that is pointed directly east, they didn't have transits back there. They didn't have lasers. They didn't... This was, they can't, even Egypt, Egypt can't even explain where that Sphinx came from. It's not historically written, or the pyramids. And people say to me, well, Egypt kept great details of their history. Nobody knows. Nobody knows where that Sphinx came from. By divine intervention, God had it built, and it faces directly east. That not even a laser or NASA could make it face more east. And... When that spring equinox came a long time ago, and I know the times, I've worked it out, but I think it's a side study for everybody else to work it out. In BC whatever, we've been around 8,000, just for the, if anyone's looking, Virgo was there when the spring equinox came through. Housing the sun. The circuit, God's circuit will end and we're wrapping up the affairs of time on this flesh age. Obviously, the earth can't sustain itself through all this evil, all those things I listed. We're destroying, we're annihilating each other through greed and gluttony and progress, profit, consumerism, materialism. We're just killing this planet. We're killing each other. God already knew this. Hate always destroys itself from within. He had to destroy the hatred that cannot exist in the universe. So when that sun is housed in the constellation Leo at the fall equinox when it comes around and hits that line of Judah. That will be the end of the affairs of time and that's in the mail. You can't get out of that one, Tammy, no matter what you do. Anyways, a lot of people will say to me, oh, you know, that's not true. That could be anything. It's the face of a man. We don't know who built it. Well, you know what the textbook definition of self-pride is? It's the characteristics found in most people that they think they know better. Like if they don't understand something or have never heard it before, then they, it can't be true because I don't know. They're, they're so self-absorbed. Their self-absorbed minds regurgitate their own imaginative criticism. God gave us this stuff. He gave us that divine timeline written in the stars that no man can mess with. No man can mess with satellites, I mean, uh, I mean the, the zodiacs or the constellation or the sun. And it's coming around and it's in the mail. So what do you think of that, Tammy? Psalms 19. Uh, Epic, man. What? Monumental, man. What? Wow, you're going to keep cutting me off, dude? You're going to let me say something. What? Tammy's, yeah, that was really great. Tammy's um was out this morning. I heard you went to the drugstore to get some cola fizz. Tammy? Well, yes, because yeah, I have sorts... a cold. I have a cold and, and I keep coughing and I keep yeah. getting a really scratchy throat. I know. Ta I you know what, Tammy? I've I've always I've always perceived you as a gassy, phlegmy, itchy girl. I know. I know. Ew. What? What Tammy? Ew. What? <laughs> Did you That's how you perceive me? Well, you just said that you had an itchy throat and phlegmy. Yeah, because I have a cold. And you killed a box of Mentos and had some cola fizz, so that would make you gassy. Right, Tim? I did not. I did that like 10 years ago. A family-sized box of Mentos. <laughs> I ate a whole... <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> yeah. 
And I ate a whole package of Mentos and I drank a bottle of Diet Pepsi. And my stomach bloated up so big and I was in so much pain. I actually had to go home from work. Uh, End of interview. Um, that's a great story, Tammy. I know the doctors have been, your team of doctors has been baffled by your medical conditions. I understand that you're a medical wonder, Tammy, and you're a child of God. I want to thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Tammy, for co-hosting this one. This was like the biggest Psalms ever. It literally took me, it took me weeks. It took me a week just to pull this Psalms together because I was so blown away. I've read this Psalm. I've taught this Psalm. I have notes on this Psalm, but I missed that. I miss the line that has gone throughout all the earth and the words to the end of the world. God will not leave you in the dark. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. I want you to get a hold of the Companion Chapel at companionchapel.com. Email me, companionchapel at gmail.com, or you can give me a call, 509-706-8876. You know what, Tammy? I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for joining me. And you want to sign us off, Tam? Yeah, I just want to tell everybody, um, God bless And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and bye for now.